You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 26th. A piece of the Netflix show Ozark will be a permanent fixture at the lake. Alhana Resort and Marina says Ozark's set director has given them the Blue Cat Lodge sign from the show. The Netflix series brought attention to Lake of the Ozarks and Alhana Resort and Marina. The resort that the now iconic Blue Cat Lodge is based on. Ohana said that they accepted the kind offer without a doubt. Photo ops with the sign will be available this summer. Lake of the Ozarks Regional Economic Development Council Awards have been presented and many well-known locals were honored. Ozarks Amphitheater earned Small Business Partner of the Year. Quaker Windows received the Large Business Partner of the Year Award. And George Tucker won Business Person of the Year. Congrats to the winners of this prestigious local award. A new nursing coordinator has been announced for the prestigious Columbia College Lake of the Ozarks nursing program. Columbia College Director and Chair of Nursing Dr. Corinne Floyd has appointed Melissa Pickett for the position. Pickett brings more than 30 years of experience in health care, including 10 years of practice as an advanced practice registered nurse. Pickett said in a press release she's very excited and fortunate to join Columbia College within the community that she resides. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. College hoops last night. The Mizzou Tigers come up short at home, but they gave it a good shot, losing to number one Auburn 55 to 54. Mizzou had an early lead. It was tied at 31 at halftime. Mizzou led by as many as 10 in the first half. They led by one with just a minute 44 to play, but end up losing it by one 55 54. Mizzou falling to 8-11 and 11 on the season now. The MSU Bears have been having a great season, but they got knocked off on the road last night at Indiana State, uh, 76-72 the final. Uh, Bears falling to 15-7. and seven. Uh, They trailed it by a dozen at halftime, couldn't make up the difference, end up losing it by four. So it was a losing night for both Mizzou and the MSU Bears. High school basketball action continues at the 91st annual Eldon Tournament for Eldon Osage Versailles Camdenton playing at the Liberator Tournament in Bolivar this week. The next live high school basketball game on Lake TV Versailles at Osage next Friday night, February 4th. Versailles head coach Jason Allison featured on uh, this week's high school basketball coaches show. You can see that on Lake TV at 10, 2, and 6 every day. 
Former Boston Red Sox slugger David Ortiz, this year's lone inductee into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, and Kurt Schilling were all in their 10th and final year of eligibility in the annual Baseball Writers Balloting. Bonds, Clemens, and Sosa, of course, associated with steroids and performance-enhancing drugs. That's why they have not been getting in. But uh, should be a slim class this year. Just David Ortiz gets the nod to go in the Hall of Fame. Of course, the football playoffs gearing up for this Sunday. It'll be the Chiefs coming off that amazing win over the Bills in overtime. Chiefs will host Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game. That'll kick off Sunday at 2. Chiefs are favored by a touchdown to win. Uh, they are 12-5. and five. Cincinnati is 10-7 and seven on the season. Chiefs are 8-3 and three in day games this year. Of course, this will be a day game on Sunday. Now, that's the AFC Championship over in the NFC. It'll be the 49ers at the Rams. San Francisco has won both previous meetings this season. They'll be looking to make it three in a row at the Rams. The Rams, if they win, will get to play at home in the upcoming Super Bowl. Remember, the Chiefs lost to Tampa Bay, who was playing at home in the Super Bowl last year. Hey, KB's on TV. It's What's Burning with KB Kevin Burns, 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV with five local Lake Area shows. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 89.3, The Key. Hey there, hi there, ho there. It is 8.08. <clears throat> Good morning. Welcome into the Daily Show for this 26th day of January. 
2022, and uh, it's going to be a cold day, but it's going to be a nice sunny day. So <clears throat> six and one half dozen of another. We're at 10 degrees in beautiful downtown Camdenton. Happy to have the opportunity to uh, address the issues this morning with uh, myself, Mr. Bill Munhausen, and our guest Ike Skelton in the studio with us. Looks like uh, we're going to hit a high today of around 35, uh, low tonight of around 27. And uh, then uh, we'll get to uh, some warmer weather as we head into the weekend. 43 on Thursday, 33 on Friday. Sunshine in 49 on Saturday, sunny in 48 on Sunday. And then a nice stretch about, it uh, looks like, at least two days of 50-degree weather. Upper 50s on Monday, low to mid-50s on Tuesday. Uh, maybe some morning showers on Tuesday as well. And they're calling for the possibility next week of a wintry mix on Wednesday. So you know what that means, guys. Woo. Abandon all <laughs> all projects that you're currently working on. Get to the store. Get you some get bread up, and milk. And <laughs> get your new snow shovel. Get your uh, bag of, uh, of salt or whatever ice melt that yeah, you use. Yeah, yeah. And prepare for Snowpocalypse 2022. You know, you know it. it might not be much of anything, but the meteorologists out there are just going to have a field day with it, which is what they always do. It. Sure. We're getting ready for apparently now over there on the East Coast around the Carolinas uh, what they're calling to be a um, pretty noticeable, sizable nor'easter. Good have for you, them. Bill, you're from the East Coast. Tell us, have you ever been involved in a nor'easter? Yeah, we, we kind of get the tail end of the nor'easter. Listen I, I to Bill's voice this morning. You like that, Ike? He's kind of got that very raspy. Button. No, it sounds good, though, man. <laughs> he sounds, he's I'm going for the 60s rock star sound. There you, right go. you got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, I, I grew up in New York, upstate New York, which is a lot like the Ozarks. It's, it's really pretty country. But anyhow, the nor'easter would hit Maine, and we'd kind of get the tail end of it. Yeah. So, so describe what a nor'easter is for those of us who don't know. I think it's wind from the northeast. It's cold air. You're almost a meteorologist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that's why they call it a nor'easter. From now on, I'm no longer doing the weather forecast in the morning. I'm leaving it all up to Bill. Let's, yeah, th- let's throw good. it out to AccuAli over there. Does it usually have a little bit of cold air involved? Oh, definitely. It? Yeah, it's coming yeah, from yeah, the yeah. north. Oh, oh, oh. So the prevailing wind there is from the west to the east. Right. So a nor'easter is a reversal of that. No, yeah, they get uh, pretty nasty, too. Yep. All those people up in we got us a nor'easter coming. Yeah, I used <laughs> a to. A nor'easter's coming. I used to work in Maine. I, I had a 13-state district that I traveled. Like the 13 colonies? Yeah, it was almost. <laughs> you know, that's a really beautiful. I've never been there, but that's a really beautiful part of the country, isn't it? It is. You just it's don't really want to be there when there's a nor'easter in Wayne, in Maine. You know? <laughs> sure, right. Especially yeah. in the winter time. I heard Vermont's nasty. really uh, <laughs> Vermont's a really pretty state. Very pretty state. Yeah. Kind of quirky and odd, but pretty state. Well, and you know what's nice about living in that region, that N- portion of the country, is you can get from state to state to state in a relatively short amount of time. Yeah. No, Without papers. Nobody really deliberately travels through Vermont. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> it's just there. Huh? It's a dead end. <laughs> you, have, you have to loop yeah. out to it. Huh? Right, yeah. <laughs> they put the expressway in in Vermont, since nobody stops there, they just you just travel right, through. right on through, and right. then you run, then you run, then you run into the dead end, and you're like, "Well, what do we do now?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's fascinating. And that that part of the country, that's where uh, you know freedom kind of started in America, as it were, and and the freedom movement, as it were, started on the East Coast. You know, the thirteen colonies, and and look how they are now today. My yeah, and gosh. It, it is strange because I was reading about John Kennedy recently. And by modern standards, he would have been a conservative, mm-hmm. certainly uh, in, in in almost every, ca- every every aspect. And 
I remember when I was a kid, the Democrat Party was the party that stood up for the little guy. Mm-hmm. And I would have considered myself a little guy, so I was a Democrat. Sure. But that just all reversed. It, they, it has. It, it, it was, I can't even quite trace how it happened, but I think it did happen with John Kennedy because they realized if you get a, a good-looking guy who's articulate, you can sell the image instead of the content. And once they could sell the image, they didn't. They could change the content at will. That's what Joe Biden said about Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah, good-looking, articulate guy, uh, clean. No, he said he was a good-looking, <laughs> articulate black guy. Yeah, black. <laughs> but that's not racist. <laughs> no, he, no, it was okay well, for let him. Let me ask you though, an observation. <laughs> would that get you kicked off Facebook? Would you end up in Facebook jail like you did I, for a statement I, like that? I, I probably so in this day and age. But if you quote Biden, probably not. But if you just come up with it on your own, yeah, it's very possible. What is what is he going to do to Putin if uh, Russia Russia ends up in in uh, Ukraine? Enormous, what do you say, enormous consequences? Consequences, yeah. What in the world does that even mean? You know, so they're talking yeah. about sanctions on Russia. They're talking about maybe even sanctions personally on Putin. But how is that going to stop troop movement into Ukraine? That's all they've got, you know, other than going to war, which I don't think much of any of us want that. Although, we are, yeah, we are sending 8,500 troops over. <laughs> Not to Russia, but I think like Germany or someplace over there. Oh, to really? kind of reinforce any fears that any of our allies might have in the area. And I think we're well, sending in weapons, too. You know, I had mentioned that I, I listened to the to the Sunday shows uh, t- this week, and I don't a lot, but I, I, I do every now and again. And, I, and it's usually the NBC and, and the uh, ABC and, and Fox. Because, I mean, you've got to listen to the other side, find out what's going on, right? And, and there is some talk. Uh, maybe from our side, as it were, that you know Joe Biden's got his numbers are horrible. Uh, he's tried the uh, handing out the money, you know, uh, other people's money, the opium, and uh, we're about run out of that. They're trying to do some more of that, um, but there's not a whole lot more they can do because we're going to talk inflation even worse. Uh, they're talking about uh, the Fed now having to raise interest rates, and that's. Uh, not only going it'll slow down inflation a little bit, but it'll also slow down the economy. Um, so it's kind of a double hit right there. And <clears throat> they're thinking that to help save the midterms for the Democrats or to help save, you know, the next presidential election for the Democrats, maybe the only thing Joe Biden's got left is to, you know, go to war, look like a big tough guy. And uh, America for, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just telling you, you know, this is their oh, thought no. process. And, and, well, you look, you know, you give somebody like that the, the authority that they have, and when you have the media behind you right. and Congress behind you, right. and you, hey, Joe, you know, if you were to, I don't know, bomb a place here because of a humanitarian this or that, the country would get behind you because, you know, a country at war, I mean, they always support their president, you know, and will, they'd stay behind you, and, and that's going to bring your numbers up, and you're going to look tough, and, and here we are getting ourselves possibly embroiled in something that, that um, you know, maybe we shouldn't ought to get too embroiled in. Well, but didn't he just get us out of Afghanistan? Well, sure, but see that that was that was well, good because he ended that long, long war. But now he's going to get himself into this new thing. Let's and let's look at how that that worked out. So if we if that's hmm. what you know we can count on, as far as the way it was handled, we don't stand a snowball's chance, and and that's an even bigger reason to stay the heck out of any kind of a conflict in that uh, in that area in that well, region. See that that is the bigger problem. You see these individuals. Everybody says that they're incompetent, stupid, and and they are to a point. They are very. 
uh, devious and diabolical in advancing their philosophical and ideological goals, but they're not very competent when it comes to playing real life and dealing with real situations that are going on around the world. And this is becoming a very real situation in Ukraine. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to blow it one way or another. It doesn't much matter. And, and the biggest problem, if you look weak, people like Putin are going to take advantage of that. And it was just the fact you don't have to. What who who, who what, was it Roosevelt or uh, that said uh, talk softly but carry a big stick or was that uh, Teddy Teddy Roosevelt Teddy Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. exactly so you know we have to do that that's very important you show our muscle but you talk in the background when you when you've already given Putin the doggone pipeline into Germany what are you going to do now turn around and sanction him and say that's got to be cut off you just gave it to him <laughs> why and why did you do that to begin with so everything and i don't he, think the germans would tolerate having it cut off no they, of course they not depend on they're going they're going to be dependent on it which raises another totally different problem and a big part of that problem with that is they have allowed uh, the stupidity of no coal to be used in their countries and and other things so now they are more dependent on other places for their energy and uh, i know uh, uh, someone in the patriot movement that lives up in st louis uh, they are a german native uh, and uh, still have family back in germany and she said virtually every house has a solar panel on top of it or two or three or whatever and it's it is not enough it doesn't do it so uh, they're in an energy problem over there, and it, it's it's a mess. It's they're just using those solar panels to store up energy. Yes, yeah, it, it, it doesn't really account doesn't for anything. Okay. You know, yeah, well, it's just it looks just, good. It's yeah, <laughs> makes them feel better looks about green, saving yeah. the planet. Oh man, yeah, man. they're green. I wonder if they what you know that would even be better if you paint the borders of a solar panel green. You know, that would look better. Maybe. Yeah, well, you know, you used to take a green marker and draw <laughs> around a CD, and it was supposed to make it sound better. Is that right? I kid you not. That was that was. I have never. That heard was that just one. something. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to bring that in for you. Maybe those of you in the radio industry. How about? Uh, <laughs> we're gonna. Uh, I think it's it's uh, a, a lot about nothing as far as the United States stance. Putin could care less. He oh, could care less. Sure now. Yeah, he don't care. Now. They don't care. No. What are we, what are we gonna do? Although it was interesting to hear that uh, there were Russian ships off the coast of Ireland. Uh, did you hear about that? I did not hear no. that. Wow. Obviously, they weren't welcome there, but uh, it kind of makes you wonder what they were doing wow. around these those parts. Well, if if you're a good tyrant, you throw a feint every now and again, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, you get people worried about what's going on over here, and you don't watch what's happening here. We've already amassed all our troops. And and Putin will do it like, like well, I imagine our government has done it probably before, and I know the Soviets have done it before when it was the Soviet Union, but you put in a little... Uh, you know, you have a little false flag somewhere. Maybe you have uh, a few of your few of your guys go into Ukraine uh, in civilian clothes, and they hang out for a little while and and get a few more people involved. Because I'm sure there's people in in living Ukraine that uh, are sympathetic to oh, Russia. Absolutely. You know. absolutely. So you go get a few of those Love folks. Russia, yeah. yeah, sure. You get a few of those folks together, and and you start some sort of an incursion somewhere. Maybe maybe you go blow up a, a you know a radar system or something of this nature over in the 
the Russian side, you know, and, and now, oh, well, these were Ukrainian separatists that did this, so we need to go into Ukraine. Oh, we're just going to go into that little town where they came from, mm-hmm. uh, but once they're in there, that's it. You know? yeah. you, you got, they Once got you get you. your foot in the door. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. You just keep uh, opening the door a little wider and a little wider. I and mean, that's what Hitler did, right? Sure, absolutely. When he, when he started in Poland and uh, Yeah, well, he, just, he just wanted the Sudetenland back. Yeah, you yeah. Know, just a little bit. I mean, it was originally Germany anyway. Why shouldn't they have that back, right? Give them an inch of rope and they think they're a cowboy. <laughs> and our people gave it to them. Yeah. Yeah, our side gave it to them. So, okay, we'll, we'll let you have that. We'll appease you. So, you know, here we are. 820, uh, we've got uh, a lot going on already. The conversation's hot and heavy. If you'd like to get involved in it, 573-633-5395. Everyone is welcome to uh, participate in the conversation. I want to change it up just a little bit, get my thoughts on the Neil Young, Joe Rogan situation just real quick. What's that? I just find it amusing. It is amusing. You're absolutely right. You know why? Because the guy is, Neil Young is all about, you know, giving everybody a fair shake. And, you know, he's Canadian, by the way, folks, for those of you who don't know. No, he's not even an American. Yeah. And so he stuck his nose nose in uh, last, uh, right before the election, saying that he wanted to become an American citizen so he could vote in our elections, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that ever went anywhere. I don't think he's a U.S. citizen. Uh, and if he is, well, then he can go you know, back to Canada or whatever and, and take all of his BS with him. So he says, if you don't shut this Joe Rogan guy down, I'm taking all my music off of Spotify and I'm going home. So the guy that's supposed to be all about you know, getting people involved and, and an activist and, and fair this and fair that, uh, he doesn't like the opposing viewpoint. So rather than you know, be uh, the kind of guy that he wants everybody to believe that he is, he uh, is going to say, you know, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Who cares? You yeah, know, really, and, right. and, and Spotify is going to cave. <clears throat> Spotify is absolutely going to cave. And I don't know if you heard this podcast that Joe Rogan did with this Dr. Malone. It was very, very, very informative. And see, that's <clears throat> the problem. It was information-based. It wasn't speculation. It was information. It was based on science. <laughs> From the guy that created the mRNA technology that yeah. they're using. Yeah. So Rogan, who I don't think was a big supporter of the, the non-COVID, you know, non-mask, non-jab movement, had the guy on. They had a back and forth, and then he had like an epiphany. You know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. And it, it came back around, and he realized and understood that, you know, maybe all this uh, information that, that's out there now isn't really, you know, it, it's not all... Uh, negative. It's not all bad information. It should be something that is considered. And so they did. And uh, well, then Neil Young doesn't like it. Well, Spotify is going to cave. They're going to put the kibosh on Rogan's podcast. So if you want to hear it, if it hasn't already been taken down, I would look for it. Wow. And listen to it because it is, uh, it's very informative. And it really kind of gets into the whole makeup of the vaccines and what they can do. Uh, to a woman's body, certainly, if she's interested in uh, wanting to have children. And, you know, Joe Rogan is, um, I mean, he's a Hollywood type, you know, and he's he's a liberal, I think a a liberal in the sense of what Democrats were, you know, 20, 30 years ago. 
uh, in that uh, he probably believes the government should help this person and that person and, you know, whatever. Uh, but I think that uh, when th- – so, so he's going along with the liberal line when it comes to this even. And then, like you said, he had an epiphany. There was some intelligent uh, truth – shined in front of him. And I think that's the scariest point about it. That because is, because absolutely. if they can convince somebody like him, well, what about you know the average Joe out there that doesn't have access to a microphone or isn't on TV or isn't you know involved with the that's MMA, right. mixed martial arts, and, and things right. along those lines, and y- you can convince somebody. And, and I don't, Joe Rogan's been a stand-up comedian for a whole lot of years. Yes. He's a very intelligent person. Yes. Very intelligent person. And I've always respected uh, because he used to, there was a uh, comedian, Carlos Mencia, and Joe Rogan's quest in life was to go out and, and ruin this guy's career because he felt that all Carlos Mencia was doing was stealing other people's material hmm. and then using it in his, in his shows to do stand-up. And hmm. so they started showing the various people that would, would, you know, they'd come out with it initially, and then somehow he'd find a way to work it in and, and he even showed up at one of his shows one night and called him out on it. Oh, wow. And went up on stage and told him what a big phony and a big fake he thought he was. Oh, I didn't know that. And, huh. uh, and, and so, you know, again, <clears throat> this is kind of like a guy that does his research, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and rightly so. And so, yeah, he's, he's going along with all of this and, and has that, that aha moment. And that's the worst part of the whole deal. Whether or not the information is true. They were able to convince someone of his caliber. There you go. And it just clicked. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, man, we could start a uh, – this could backfire on us completely. Because I was watching this morning now, you've got the uh, the various masks that you can wear, right? <laughs> yes. So there, there's the one-use mask. You know, you just use Little it one blue ones, yeah. and, and throw it out. Yeah. And so now they've got these masks, apparently, they call them respirators. I think that's what I heard the guy say, whatever that yeah. means. Yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, oh, by the way, you know, you could use this one five times. But when you're not using it, keep it in a paper bag. You know, don't cover it up so it stays dry and and, and doesn't get any dirt on it. And you put it in a paper bag. Really? (laughs) You put it in a paper bag. You've got to have some place for all that stuff to incubate. I mean, I would say (laughs) after you use it, maybe you let it sit for 30 minutes and then put it in a plastic bag. Which to me would seem like you know more makes more sense. Yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, and and then I'm watching a show <coughs> yesterday afternoon when I, or, no, it was Monday afternoon, and so they're doing a cooking segment, right? They're doing various cooking segments, and the girl is in the kitchen with the various chefs or owners or whatever, and while they're doing the the prep, they're they've got their masks on, right? <laughs> But when it's time to taste the product, what do they do? <laughs> take their mask off. They take off. the mask off. Uh-huh. And so, and they're standing, they're, they weren't, I, they were not six feet apart. They're holding their breath though, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly that's what, what they're doing, <laughs> holding their breath. And, you know, I, I, I just think that it's so absurd because all this time, you know, you got the mask on, but then when it comes to taste testing, then you take the mask off, and you're talking right to the person, so it's got to be going right at them. Sure. That's just like, uh, you know, we all know that uh, cloth and paper do not stop the uh, the virus, or any virus right. for that matter. They're, they're that small. So uh, I saw a picture, you know, you're in, a, you're in an airport, and you're getting your ticket or the baggage check-in, and you're six feet apart. 
but then after all of that sort of stuff, they put you in this little cigar, you know, <laughs> with contained air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how? I mean, come on, people. Uh, anyway, you know, and that's what they don't want is is people that listen to Joe Rogan to wake up. To stop, you know, they, they, it's too late. It's it, already happened. I, yeah, I think it's <laughs> happening. And I, I, I listened to a guy on uh, um, which one was it, uh, Tucker or Waters? I don't remember one of them. Yeah. And he said there is enough research now coming out of Israel that if you have uh, the shot, you're more likely to actually get COVID. And this Omicron, this, this these vaccines don't do anything for that. I'm going to say shots. I shouldn't have said vaccine. I apologize. These shots are doing nothing against Omicron, which is uh, not supposed to be that deadly anyway. And uh, so this guy is thinking that, you know, because of, you know, the long-term effects of this mRNA shot, that uh, he's like, don't ever take it again. It needs to be stopped immediately because we do not know. And there are a lot of deaths associated but with these But those deaths shots. don't matter because that's not, that, doesn't, that doesn't assist the narrative. Ooh, so those people's lives really don't matter because, you know. And what's, yeah, what's a few broken eggs if you're making an omelet? You know? Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, just to wrap this up, um, you know, Neil Young, he, and, and, and I will give him credit. He does, he's a very charitable man. He gives a lot of money to various charities. He gives uh, money to, I believe it's a charity uh, that has to do with young musicians and supporting them and the, the things that they need to, to do their job, whether it's instruments or what have you. But um, he's Canadian, folks, and he can, if, if, if he wants to take his songs off of Spotify, you know, big deal. But let me... Let me How many 30-year-olds do you think are listening to Neil Young? Uh... I don't know. You know, he's influenced some younger musicians, yeah, I'm sure. So. But, you know, how many people are still listen, listening yeah. to Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young? So. Yeah, there's been kind of a resurgence of the classic rock and roll, whether it's Beatles. Beatles for sure, but I, I see a lot really? of... I see there's a lot always of been a, there's always been a resurgence, you know, there, because a lot of them are, are doing remakes of the, the originals. Um, they also use sometimes... <laughs> if you listen to some of the rap music that's out there, it's basically... The the foundation of it is like an old maybe seventies disco song. I mean, uh, look at Will oh. Smith getting jiggy with it. That was a song that was done what back in the sixties, uh, not sixties, but like the seventies. Oh, I didn't even know. Wow, that's I mean, how I'm musically illiterate. Uh, that, that's like the movie industry. You know, they're wow. do all they do now is is Marvel comics movies and and remakes. That's it. That's all it's based on. You know, and and the TV. I, I saw there's a. Uh, 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 a show called Walker on. Well, you remember, you remember Walker, Walker Texas, Texas Ranger? With Chuck is Norris. A, is it a spinoff or something of that? It's just, or it's, now it's just Walker. <laughs> okay. So and, and it, okay. it's pretty much the same premise is what is what we're saying here. Now they've defunded the police. No more Texas Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> is Yellowstone is Yellowstone like uh, uh, Gunsmoke with just different thugs or what? I guess <laughs> maybe. It, it, that's Kevin Costner, right? Yellowstone. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. Is I don't, it? I, don't I haven't watch watched it. Anything with Kevin Costner, I will not don't watch. Don't watch it. You just won't watch it. You should just be watching it forever. God, ain't that the truth? You'll just get so... It's almost like it, 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 it hypnotizes you. That Waterworld movie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dancing with the Wolves was okay, but it was a little long. Yeah. Little Bohemian long. Rhapsody. Did you watch that movie? No. Like the song. I watched uh, several portions of it. I, I couldn't sit through the whole thing because it was making me mad. It was annoying me because how... Get on with it. It's a movie, <laughs> but it's not... They're just so far out there with the the description of how Queen's career 
really went, the four guys in the band. Yeah. Huh. And they're just, you know, it's, it's like, anyway. <laughs> 831, we've got information from Stacy Johnson with, uh, let's see here, like expo.com and uh, Chris Schneider with Lake TV. He'll uh, take a look at sports on the key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 26th. A piece of the Netflix show Ozark will be a permanent fixture at the lake. Alhana Resort and Marina says Ozark's set director has given them the Blue Cat Lodge sign from the show. The Netflix series brought attention to Lake of the Ozarks and Alhana Resort and Marina. The resort that the now iconic Blue Cat Lodge is based on. Ohana said that they accepted the kind offer without a doubt. Photo ops with the sign will be available this summer. Lake of the Ozarks Regional Economic Development Council Awards have been presented and many well-known locals were honored. Ozarks Amphitheater earned Small Business Partner of the Year. Quaker Windows received the Large Business Partner of the Year Award. And George Tucker won Business Person of the Year. Congrats to the winners of this prestigious local award. A new nursing coordinator has been announced for the prestigious Columbia College Lake of the Ozarks nursing program. Columbia College Director and Chair of Nursing Dr. Corinne Floyd has appointed Melissa Pickett for the position. Pickett brings more than 30 years of experience in health care, including 10 years of practice as an advanced practice registered nurse. Pickett said in a press release she's very excited and fortunate to join Columbia College within the community that she resides. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. College hoops last night. The Mizzou Tigers come up short at home, but they gave it a good shot, losing to number one Auburn 55-54. to Mizzou had an early lead. It was tied at 31 at halftime. Mizzou led by as many as 10 in the first half. They led by one with just a minute 44 to play, but end up losing it by one, 55-54. Mizzou falling to 8-11 and 11 on the season now. The MSU Bears have been having a great season, but they got knocked off on the road last night at Indiana State, uh, 76-72 the final. Uh, Bears falling to 15-7. and seven. Uh, They trailed it by a dozen at halftime, couldn't make up the difference, end up losing it by four. So it was a losing night for both Mizzou and the MSU Bears. High school basketball action continues at the 91st annual Eldon Tournament for Eldon Osage Versailles Camdenton playing at the Liberator Tournament in Bolivar this week. The next live high school basketball game on Lake TV Versailles at Osage 
next Friday night, February 4th. Versailles head coach Jason Allison featured on uh, this week's high school basketball coaches show. You can see that on Lake TV at 10, 2, and 6 every day. Former Boston Red Sox slugger David Ortiz, this year's lone inductee into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, and Kurt Schilling were all in their 10th and final year of eligibility in the annual baseball writers balloting. Bonds, Clemens, and Sosa, of course, associated with steroids and performance-enhancing drugs. That's why they have not been getting in, but uh, should be a slim class this year. Just David Ortiz gets the nod to go in the Hall of Fame. Of course, the football playoffs gearing up for this Sunday. It'll be the Chiefs coming off that amazing win over the Bills in overtime. Chiefs will host Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game. That'll kick off Sunday at 2. Chiefs are favored by a touchdown to win. Uh, they are 12-5. and five. Cincinnati is 10-7 and seven on the season. Chiefs are 8-3 and three in day games this year. Of course, this will be a day game on Sunday. Now, that's the AFC Championship over in the NFC. It'll be the 49ers at the Rams. San Francisco has won both previous meetings this season. They'll be looking to make it three in a row at the Rams. The Rams, if they win, will get to play at home in the upcoming Super Bowl. Remember, the Chiefs lost to Tampa Bay, who was playing at home in the Super Bowl last year. Hey, KB's on TV. It's What's Burning with KB Kevin Burns, 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV with five local Lake Area shows. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize ethical and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Hudson Hollow on the banks of the Little Niangua River in Roach, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com. If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, Contact us right here at 89.3, The Key. 8.38. 8.38 is our time. Hi. How you doing over there? Nice to see you. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. That's always a little attention getter. So when you're like Stand you're not, <laughs> you're not in the, I, I, okay, there's two, there's two, there's two definitions to stand by. When I talk to my wife and I, I inadvertently blurt out stand by, she, she says, is that a nice way of telling me to shut up? <laughs> Does that work for you well? I said, well, you did stop talking, and, and I didn't say shut up. But the other reason, and the more important reason is, is so if you're having a conversation and you don't want people that are listening. You don't want to be like Joe Biden. To be privy, exactly. Hot mic. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You don't want to be, you know, you don't want people to be privy to you know, what you're talking about. I say stand by that way. Everybody stops talking. So you don't say anything that you will regret later. And, you know, because I don't have time for litigation. I really don't. <laughs> I've got, I've got, Bill doesn't, I don't, no one does <laughs> no. here. We just like to have a nice, calm little community radio station, get everybody involved in the process, and, uh, and, and go on from there. That's so. so uh, that's why I say stand by. It's, it's not it's meant to stuff. be, you know. It's good stuff. Because you don't, you, you don't. I pay attention, man. It's Bill's the problem. <laughs> yeah, Bill is the problem. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Ike fascinates me. I, I'm not used to having somebody here the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Eight thirty nine, and uh, we welcome you back to uh, what we would uh, consider maybe open lines. If you are listening to the discussion this morning, you'd like to chime in. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love an email. Let us know where you're at. Uh, shoot us an email. Uh, KBSFREE65 at gmail.com. KBSFREE65 at gmail.com. I know we have uh, listeners uh, all over the area and uh, in other parts of the country as well. And we're fast becoming uh, a radio station to be, uh, how shall we say, uh, in contention with uh, some of the other. Reckoned with. Reckoned with. Reckoned there with. you go. Now I feel like I'm getting ready for a shootout at the OK Corral. <laughs> hey, partner. Listen here, boy. Let's you go. don't do what I tell you. We're going to have a reckoning right here in the middle of the street. <laughs> Maybe we need some more of that stuff. Got me my six gun. Brings- uh, the old time shootout? Well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, they have new Traffic time. is backed up in both directions on South Business 5. Ike Skelton is involved in a shootout, folks. I'm talking good old-fashioned shootout. He's got a six-gun, a 10-gallon hat, and he's ready to uh, fire some lead downrange. Well, you know, solve some problems that way, maybe. I, don't know. I guess. I would hope. You couldn't get the people out there that you need to shoot at, though. Why is that? Because they wouldn't want to. I see. More than likely. What if we... Uh, what if we make them go out there by gun at, at gunpoint? <laughs> <laughs> Why give them the chance to begin with? But you know, it, this will segue into this if you don't care. I was talking about it earlier. Uh, there was a post somewhere. I guess somebody had gotten shot for uh, jacking a car, and uh, the family was all up in arms and wanted that person to be arrested because you know a car is not uh, worth enough to lose your life over, and uh, you shouldn't have shot the guy for their their little kids, you know, for shooting the car, for stealing the car. And uh, I posted that, uh, well, you know, maybe if uh, a few more carjackers and thugs uh, uh, would find out that they're going to get shot from stealing from somebody else, maybe there wouldn't be quite so much of it going on. And I got uh, Facebook jailed for 24 hours for that. 24 hours. 48 hours. 48 hours. 48 hours. My first time in Facebook jail. What's it like? I'm kind of honored. What's it like? It's frustrating. Three hots and a cot? <laughs> yeah, if you go home. No, it's uh, it's a little frustrating. Can, right. you, can you read you stuff? Can't, or not yeah, you can read it, but you can't hit like. Okay. You can't like anything or love it or hate it. or uh-huh. All you got to do is read it. Okay. You can't comment. Is it a real deterrent, though, you think, when people are put in Facebook jail? Or does it just does it make them want to get back on Facebook so bad when they're when they're done doing their time? You know, uh, and I mean, what do you do? Do you make uh, little ones out of big ones? You yeah, know right, about? right. No, sure. On right. the rock pile or yeah, whatever. Sure, no. You're in Facebook jail. You just have less to do. We don't like what you have to say. Yeah, right. Yeah, Your right. opinion really doesn't. You know, why oh. didn't you just come right out and say it? Your opinion doesn't matter. And if it doesn't fit the way we yeah. see it should fit, Our narrative, you can't yeah. say it. Yeah. You might hurt somebody's yeah. feelings. Yeah. You might Aww. You might upset somebody. Yeah, I, have a, I have a story here about... Um, I guess you could call it censorship. Yeah. Says GoFundMe 
freezes more than $4 million raised by Canadian truckers protesting the vax mandates. What? So they did a GoFundMe to support a uh, a trip they were taking to the Canadian capital yeah. to protest. Yeah. And they raised $4 million, and GoFundMe won't give them the money. And uh, it's unclear what the... Uh, final resolution is but they keep on letting them raise money but they're not releasing it oh okay so (laughs) let's 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 look let's look at it this way so you want to send up set up a gofundme page right and you want to do it in such a way that it's beneficial for a cause that maybe gofundme doesn't support so why not before you even get into the part where people are donating money you have to filter it through somebody, and they'll say yay or they'll say nay. And then that way, if you can't go through GoFundMe, which everybody thought was a reliable, reasonable mm-hmm. source mm-hmm. to do this, mm-hmm. but now GoFundMe has said, well, you know, we're going to pick and choose on who we're going to help and who we're going to hurt or hamper in this particular instance. So why don't you just run it through the GoFundMe uh, thread or the GoFundMe filter, and if GoFundMe says cool, then you go ahead with it. If they say no, well, then you just find another source to do it. Then you wouldn't have four million dollars to seize. Uh, that's what, <laughs> but I'm, that's what I'm yeah, saying. No, I hear you. No, I initially you know, that's how it should be set up. Yeah, I, I agree with you that, or you know, just because whatever you can it, raise money for, you raise money for. Here's We're how, just a facilitator. Here is how all of this works now with Facebook, with GoFundMe, with other things. They really didn't explain themselves in terms of what you can and can't do. They just won at one point. Somebody did something. And they said, "Well, you know what? We probably need to set up uh, what we consider to be guidelines of the mm-hmm. things that you can and can't do, can and can't say, causes that we uh, are for and against." And yeah, I- exactly. You've just taken four million dollars that these people have taken the opportunity to raise, and I mean. $4 million on GoFundMe, that's obviously a nice chunk of change. And considering the cause, I would imagine a lot of those are $25, $50, $100 donations. So that's a lot of people. And GoFundMe gets a chunk of that money. It's not you just use well, of their course, site. Of course, sure. You, and that's okay. You, you, you don't just raise, you know, you don't just go there to raise money. They get a chunk. They get a percentage. Because sure. we use GoFundMe to help a friend of ours, mm-hmm. you know. A buddy of mine down in Mexico that when uh, all of the COVID came through, he works at a resort down there, and you know th- there was nobody coming in, so they weren't working. They were laying off people left and right. So we've set up a GoFundMe page, and I think there's another service out there that doesn't charge as much or doesn't charge anything at all because they base everything that they make on advertising. But Okay. I mean... Why in the world would you want to cut yourself out of a chance to uh, you know get a percentage of four million bucks? Uh, just to be uh, a facilitator and uh, being honest and fair about how to operate things and letting and and becoming a uh, like I said a facilitator for for other people to do what they want to do and if you can make some money off the advertising, hey, that's cool. And you know, I I think it's fine if you have a little percentage you want to take. That's 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 acceptable, but when you start picking and choosing as to who can or cannot It shows how gutless fun, you truly are. Well, sure, yeah, exactly, you know, and uh, uh, if you're going to have it open for some, it needs to be open for, I mean, just about all. I mean, you know, I... <laughs> I I I've, I mean, there's some obvious things. Yeah, you know, uh, um, I'm trying to raise money so I can build a bomb to take out something. Well, all right, then we're probably not gonna, you know, we're not gonna have that on our GoFundMe page. Uh, but you know, most things, I mean, there just shouldn't be that filter like that. I don't think. 
Obviously, it's your your thing. You want to do it, but I'm like you. Put it up front. Let right. people know up front whether we're going to let it happen or not. Instead of getting all your money involved, because can can you get your money back from a GoFundMe thing? I don't I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Well, I don't think they would give it. You know how they I would make it they... really difficult is they wouldn't give it all back to one person. They'd have to have each person well, each donated. transaction. Yeah, and and that's going to take forever. Well, with credit card transactions these days, it's actually. Mm-hmm. Really kind of simple, honestly, if if they want it to be simple. You just, you know, I want a refund, and you get a refund. It's not terribly difficult okay. electronically. Yeah. I know on my when I use the Square, I can go right onto my, tra- right onto my phone right now today, and if, if a week, a month, even a year ago, something wound up being wrong, I can refund your money instantly. Good. It's not, it's not a tough thing to do. Uh-huh. I have a positive COVID story. Woo. It's from the Journal on Geopolitics and International Relations. It says, study reveals which alcoholic drink is best at preventing COVID. <laughs> the screwdriver, and vodka and orange juice. We need to know that. Is that what here. it is? They, they've actually decided it's red wine. Red wine. As long red as you wine. drink a little more than the recommended amount. Which is how much? I don't know. Because <laughs> well, <now laughs> I probably got that beat. <laughs> now, now the, heart, the heart folks, the heart foundations, you know, no alcohol at all is good for you. Well, actually, they've done studies in France that one of the reasons the French have a low incidence of heart disease is because they drink red wine. Well, that's because they have all that darn, all that wine over there and all that French wine and all those vineyards. Of course, course. they're going to come out with a positive (laughs) study. Exactly. That's like like the Napa Valley study on COVID. (laughs) Looks like uh, if you drink uh, some some wine from Napa Valley, it doesn't make any difference if it's uh, red, white, you know, whatever you want. Just uh, have a few glasses every day. and yeah. Well, the grapes grown in Napa Valley have a different sort of nutrient in it that helps prevent COVID. See, that's why you have to drink the Napa Valley wine. Yeah, well, we've got, we've got Missouri wine, so we'll, <laughs> we'll do it close to home, and we'll, we'll stay as local as we possibly we can. Need to come, we need to come up with our own health uh, uh, issue that, that Missouri wines can help with, specifically Missouri wines. What could uh-huh. that be? COVID. COVID. <laughs> Simple. Might as well. Done. Sure, there you go. You live in Missouri, drink Missouri wines, and you won't, you won't have any problems at all. Yeah. Hey. Ooh. Right? You won't be, you won't get COVID. You won't get COVID, and you won't get, uh, did I mention COVID? Uh, let me have another glass of that <laughs> these wine. These are the funny things about these studies, you know. The re- they, they said that, you know, if you drink a glass of wine or, you know, a shot or whatever a day, that's not so bad for you. It can help you out. keeps your blood thin a little, you know. Well, recently, the Heart Foundation did come out and say no amount of alcohol is good for you. Yet you have this group that says, well, a little bit of alcohol is helpful. And, you know, it's just... Um, I think whoever gives you the funding is probably going to get the answer they're looking for. Mm-hmm. In that, a lot of cases, that's, that's kind of a pessimistic way of looking at it. Well, you tell I mean, me. It used to be that science was pure, and I'm I'm thinking the red wine in uh, France study was like two decades ago. <laughs> well, see, they didn't have the technology to really understand how things work like they do today. Mm-hmm. So if the government comes along and says, you know, we would really like to find a cure for X, here's $10 million, start working on that. And when you find the cure, we're going to shut your money off. Yeah. Oh. They generally don't do it that way. They, no, I know. They generally come along it's and say, like I want you to do a study to prove that this thing works. There you go. You know, I want, I want you to do a study that proves that uh, climate change is happening and that people cause it. And then the researcher goes out and proves that. Yeah. That's yeah, how that, it works. That's how that works, too. Yeah, sure it does. You've already got the answer. <coughs> 
and then you go around and, and then you Figure develop the, the equation. Yeah, Get yeah, scientists yeah, yeah. to prove it. Sure, right, yeah. Because everybody believes in science. Yeah, that's great. Science. Science, science. Questioning science is the art of science, is it not? I mean, that is scientific the sci- theory, the sci- is questioning. The, the scientific process involves trying to prove yourself wrong. Let me... Right, uh, exactly. You know, I was watching my one of my favorite shows, Ancient Aliens, the other night. And there was a gentleman who apparently said, or he thought, that based on the position of some of these different uh, monuments that they have, like the... Uh, it wasn't the Colosseum. What was the place? The, 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 uh, the, is it the Parthenon in, in Greece? And uh, there's uh, the place that the the, the uh, structure that's down in Mexico and all these other things, because most civilizations develop their monuments to face like the sun when it comes up and goes down and sure. the stars. Well, this guy had proposed that these monuments were set up the way they were set up <clears throat> because the poles on the planet have shifted at least three or four times. They've moved from where they are now or, or were in different spots to where they are now. And they, they brought out the they rolled out the whole explanation and I sat there sure. and I listened to it and then they show how all of these uh, these monuments line up with where the poles used to be, this north and south pole, right? And I'm thinking to myself, now, okay, I get it, I understand what you're saying, and these are supposedly credible people. Sure. But how many people are going to buy into this theory? Well, then they roll out all their experts, right? And it's like, you know, you talk about questioning science. We've always thought, you know, the North Pole and the South Pole, that was it. Right. You know? And I think whether they reverse at one point or something Well, if like they that. shifted more than just even a couple of degrees, we'd be, we'd be thrown off axis and be done. Well, and, and, and that's, you know, that was the, the whole point. Yeah. But th- this guy's actually, you know, he's got his Ph.D., and he's a well-respected scientist. And uh, a lot of his uh, colleagues kind of buy into the theory a little bit, and they showed all the lines and the pictures and uh, how things were. And... It does make you question a lot of what we talk about now. And, and when you watch this show, it is like the yin uh, to the yang, you know. But it's uh, it, it makes you wonder. You talk about questioning science. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then all these things that we thought to be true for all these years, you know. And ancient aliens, for example. They say that, you know, years ago, I mean, you look at the pyramids. How in the world would you have ever come to build something like that? Wouldn't you have needed some sort of assistance? Uh, you know, and then they talk about uh, how the great flood happened. Yeah, a tractor beam would certainly help, right? Oh, man, <laughs> a tractor beam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you have a, a laser beam to cut the stones and then, you know, something to move them. And, well, and they, they've explained how the pyramids were built. But, you know, and then all of that stuff. That's uh. I'm, That's I'm crazy very, talk, boy. Um, there's crazy talk. <laughs> I don't know about crazy talk, but I'm very skeptical of all of those things, especially when it comes to the building of the pyramids and and uh, those sorts of stuff. And I, you know, sometimes I wonder. That's yeah, really, really a big thought. You know, first of all, to discover that there are poles that we have a north and a south pole, and that they're magnetic and this sort of stuff, and then to figure out that they could have shifted. You know, I, I know sometimes it's just big stuff, and and, and you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's just a crazy thought to try to explain yeah. some other observation that they don't understand. And, and what's really fun and and can be very cool though is that when you're going along to try to discover one thing, you wind up finding something totally different, and it can be very very helpful to mankind. You know, there's a lot of accidents and mistakes have turned out to be something fantastic. And they'll 
there'll be a good possibility they'll name it after you. Yeah, yeah, if you're yeah, sure if you're doing it. Well, I had a discussion the other night with uh, uh, our 12-year-old about whether Pluto should or should not be a planet. Right. And well, you know, and she Sounds started like an important decision to make. Well, right? you know, hey, when and, you're twelve, uh, it well, is. And, trust yeah, me. and she's in her science class, you know, at school. Is, so that is was Disney behind this. Is that what? It is? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. So, so um, uh, we're discussing this, and there she's talking about. Well, there are several things that that uh, they put forward to say what a planet is and what a planet isn't, you know, and and then they just decided it wasn't a planet based on various whatever. And I and I said, you know, <clears throat> to be honestly. The significance of whether it is or is not a planet is not that big a deal. The big deal to me is the definition of the word. Because if you start changing the definition of what something is, you now completely confuse and set back everything that was. So if you have the definition of a planet and you change that, well now you have a totally different set of rules and the rules that were before don't work anymore. Okay, just like changing the definition of a vaccine, you know, they changed the definition of a vaccine to fit what they have now. The definition of marriage has been what it has been since biblical times, yet they've changed the definition of what marriage is. And it still is pretty much what it's always been in most countries. In most countries, except, well, you know, here quite so much. So when you you have you have standards, you know, we have. The Constitution. The Constitution is supposed to be kind of a semi-set-in-stone, very difficult thing to change. Because when you have those hard rules, you can follow them, and you can work within those parameters, and you know what to expect in life. But when they start changing the definition of those parameters and those words that you're using... Where is that guideline now? Well, where, where is, you're going away from a basis of, of, of some sort of system to more of an anarchy sort of thing. And, you know, and the intellectuals decided rather than change people's minds, they would change the meaning of the words. I don't so know if it's intellectuals or not or if it's people who want to do something differently and they can't do it based on the definition. So what they do is they pressure people. And they say, well, you know, why can't you see things my way? Or why does my opinion matter? Are you really that closed-minded? Are you, do you have some sort of a problem? Like, for example, we could throw racism in there. We could uh, talk about somebody who's a homophobe. Uh, you know, do you, not, you know, do you not see what it is that I'm trying to tell you is wrong with your definition? And you're not going to give me the opportunity to explain why? And, and you're just going to force me out? That's what this, that's what this whole... That's what this whole country has become, because if you look at other countries, uh, uh, and, and I will use Middle Eastern countries as, as the basis for this argument, they don't change jack. No. They stand on their principles, and if you don't like it, too bad, too sad. Mm -hmm. You can get out, or maybe in some cases, <clears throat> they'll just off you, period. Yeah, right. You know? Uh, especially when it comes to, uh, unfortunately, homosexuals. What do they do? They kill those people. Yes, they, they throw do. them off roofs. They do all kinds of mean and hateful things to yeah. them that we would look at and say, regardless of that person's uh, sexuality, I mean, they're still a human being. What right. they do on their own time is their own business. Exactly. But here in the United States, and it, it, this becomes more and more with everything that we do, if you don't want to go along with somebody who wants to make a change in something, regardless, then they pressure you. And then they label you, and then they pressure you, 
and they hope that by pressuring you, you're eventually going to give in. And it's the image that we perceive to everyone else. We're worried about what everyone else thinks rather than sticking to our guns and our principles and our definitions and our Constitution. We're worried about what everybody else thinks. How are they going to look at me if I say, no, I don't want to change that, or no, I don't want to do that? Well, you're a racist. You're a homophobe. You're a xenophobe. On down the line, until they get to one where they can really make it stick, and that's how we do everything now. Now it's, it's not, we, we don't do what's right. We do what's popular. We do what feels good and is right in our own eyes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would go as far as to say that, you know, it's going to continue on down the line till everything that we've established, all of the basis, is the basis for everything. Is eroded away. Yeah. Yeah. We're not yeah. going to, we're not, we're, we're not going to sit here and say, and, and we'll continue to do it. We change it now and then we'll change it again when we need to. Now. Now, now the road you're going down, some people could say then, oh, well, I have to conform with whatever that standard is in that community. So if you go to the Middle East, you have to conform to their society. And over there, you better or you're going to have a problem. Yeah. So instead of conforming here in America, we want to change everything so that everything fits. And once you get to the point where everything fits, well, then nothing fits. Well, we had, and and that's just it, because then you have no standard to work off of. No standard. And what we ask people to do when they come to this country and want to be a citizen, not the ones that are slipping through all the cracks in the border to the south, when you want to be a citizen is acclimate to the way that we do things here in this country. Mm-hmm. You can still, you know, you don't have to give things up, but then you also have to understand where you are and what goes on. And like you said, over in the Middle East, you know, it's my way or the highway. That's right. Nine o'clock on the Midwest Coast. We need to uh, step aside for some information. Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com, Chris Schneider with Lake TV, and uh, more with Ike Skelton, Bill Onehausen, and uh, yours truly, KB. Hello. Uh, apparently referred to as a trusted source. And I'll, uh, I'll tell you more about that coming up in the next hour. And your phone calls are welcome on the key. You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3. K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 26th. A piece of the Netflix show Ozark will be a permanent fixture at the lake. Alhana Resort and Marina says Ozark's set director has given them the Blue Cat Lodge sign from the show. The Netflix series brought attention to Lake of the Ozarks and Alhana Resort and Marina. The resort that the now iconic Blue Cat Lodge is based on. Elhana said that they accepted the kind offer without a doubt. Photo ops with the sign will be available this summer. Lake of the Ozarks Regional Economic Development Council Awards have been presented and many well-known locals were honored. Ozarks Amphitheater earned Small Business Partner of the Year. Quaker Windows received the Large Business Partner of the Year Award. And George Tucker won Business Person of the Year. Congrats to the winners of this prestigious local award. A new nursing coordinator has been announced for the prestigious Columbia College Lake of the Ozarks nursing program. Columbia College director and chair of nursing, Dr. Corinne Floyd, has appointed Melissa Pickett for the position. Pickett brings more than 30 years of experience in health care, including 10 years of practice as an advanced practice registered nurse. Pickett said in a press release she's very excited and fortunate to join Columbia College within the community that she resides.
This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. College hoops last night. The Mizzou Tigers come up short at home, but they gave it a good shot, losing to number one Auburn 55-54. to Mizzou had an early lead. It was tied at 31 at halftime. Mizzou led by as many as 10 in the first half. They led by one with just a minute 44 to play, but end up losing it by one, 55-54. Mizzou falling to 8-11 and 11 on the season now. The MSU Bears have been having a great season, but they got knocked off on the road last night at Indiana State, uh, 76-72 the final. Uh, Bears falling to 15-7. and seven. Uh, They trailed it by a dozen at halftime, couldn't make up the difference, end up losing it by four. So it was a losing night for both Mizzou and the MSU Bears. High school basketball action continues at the 91st annual Eldon Tournament for Eldon Osage Versailles Camdenton playing at the Liberator Tournament in Bolivar this week. The next live high school basketball game on Lake TV Versailles at Osage next Friday night, February 4th. Versailles head coach Jason Allison featured on uh, this week's high school basketball coaches show. You can see that on Lake TV at 10, 2, and 6 every day. Former Boston Red Sox slugger David Ortiz, this year's lone inductee into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, and Kurt Schilling were all in their 10th and final year of eligibility in the annual baseball writers balloting. Bonds, Clemens, and Sosa, of course, associated with steroids and performance-enhancing drugs. That's why they have not been getting in, but uh, should be a slim class this year. Just David Ortiz gets the nod to go in the Hall of Fame. Of course, the football playoffs gearing up for this Sunday. It'll be the Chiefs coming off that amazing win over the Bills in overtime. Chiefs will host Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game. That'll kick off Sunday at 2. Chiefs are favored by a touchdown to win. Uh, they are 12-5. and five. Cincinnati is 10-7 and seven on the season. Chiefs are 8-3 and three in day games this year. Of course, this will be a day game on Sunday. Now, that's the AFC Championship over in the NFC. It'll be the 49ers at the Rams. San Francisco has won both previous meetings this season. They'll be looking to make it three in a row at the Rams. The Rams, if they win, will get to play at home 
in the upcoming Super Bowl. Remember, the Chiefs lost to Tampa Bay, who was playing at home in the Super Bowl last year. Hey, KB's on TV. It's What's Burning with KB Kevin Burns, 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. If you'd like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 89.3, The Key. Are you kidding me? It's 9.09 already? 9.09, The Daily Show, with Bill Mundhausen, Ike Skelton, KB hanging out, and a whopping, huge, balmy 10 degrees. Woo! Woo! But it is going to be warmer today than it was yesterday, so there's something to look forward to. And you get that sunshine, too, which uh, anytime you get sunshine at the Lake of the Ozarks, it's a wonderful thing. People, for one reason or another, will find a way, no matter how cold it is, to get out on the water. <laughs> Somebody, so I, well, you know, yesterday I, I stopped. Uh, I stopped to get gas, and there was a guy that was uh, pulling his bass boat in, and I said to him, "I said, are you going to go fishing?" And it, it was almost like that awkward pause, like, "Duh," you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But you never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he could yeah. have been taking it out to get it repaired sure, or sure. wash it off. Or, well, it's a little cold for that, but. I felt, yeah, after I asked the question, I'm like, ah. That was stupid. You know, hey, hats off to these guys with the bass boats that are out doing these tournaments in this kind of weather, because I know they have some. Oh, absolutely. I I could not do it. They're just diehards, man. Man, good for them. And knocking them out. 35 the high today, 27 the low tonight, back up to 43 tomorrow, 33 on Friday. Then we can uh, look forward to some uh, upper 40s, near 50-degree weather on Saturday and Sunday. 58 the high on Monday. See what I'm saying? Now, 58, that's all the incentive you need that's to get out good. on the water. Yeah, that's plenty. And that's not just bass fishermen. That's people in general. <laughs> there are people out there. Hey, you know, as long as that surface water temperature is relatively decent, you know, 
And as long as you have on maybe like a wetsuit if you're skiing, you follow in the water, that boat whips around and gets you out of there in a hurry. Yeah, you'll, you'll be out of there before hypothermia kicks in. Absolutely. Okay. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, 10 degrees <laughs> here on uh, on this beautiful Wednesday morning, hanging out. And let's take a look at what's going on over there at uh, the Bagnell Dam, shall we? Uh, 9-11 and 658.42 is the current lake level. River level at 560.59. And you'll notice, folks, that uh, the discharge rate is up considerably and has been uh, since down. about uh, 5 o'clock this morning. 4,000, 20,000, 33,000, 30,000, down to 14,000. So, as we've mentioned plenty of times, the official winter drawdown is underway. Yeah. And take the proper precautions. Take the kids and the dog and head for the hills. So, all right, a little insider information. Okay. I had to go unlock a car mm-hmm. for some guys over at the Days Inn. Right. And they were working on the dam. They were here working on the dam. Yeah. They told me two weeks. Shh. They'll, they'll be done in two weeks? Two weeks. Okay. I don't know. Is that weather permitting, or what are we, what are we talking about? Yeah, I don't know. They're just guys that pour concrete. They don't probably know anything. They don't now, charge nothing. But we, <laughs> we've actually gotten a pretty good uh, a, a pretty good assessment of what Ameren has been, or what MoDOT has been dealing with, rather. Yeah. Uh, when they started chipping that concrete away, that they ran into some uh, areas where it was a little bit more difficult than others. And then, of course, pouring the new concrete, not only do you have to watch for the temperature to be the, uh, at the right, right, right level, right. but then the wind conditions as well, which I didn't know wind conditions played a role in pouring concrete, but I can understand how they do. Yeah, it's all about its drying process. You've got to let time for it to cure and dry. If it dries too fast, it'll... It'll get brittle, and if it dries too slow, then it just uh, you know, doesn't work so well. Nine twelve, and the proposals targeting Missouri school boards have gained early momentum this legislative session with House and Senate Education Committees hearing bills yesterday to establish new recall procedures for board members. I don't know if you heard about this or not. The legislation comes as school boards have faced intense public pressure as they've tried to respond to the extraordinary challenges of the pandemic, including litigation brought by the state's attorney general, they also face pressure on curriculum-related matters. Now, a bill sponsored by Chuck uh, Basie, mm-hmm. uh-huh. he's out of Rocheport, he's a Republican, establishing a recall procedure for school board members advanced out of the House and Elementary House Elementary and Secondary Education uh, Committee. Would that be Hesse? The committee also held hearings on legislation from... Uh, Basie, that would allow voters to add agenda items to school board meetings through a petition process, as well as another measure sponsored by um, Representative Phil Cristofanelli, mm-hmm. a Republican from St. Peter's, moving school board elections to November. Um, the Senate Education Committee conducted a hearing on a bill from Senator Mike uh, Sirpiat. I don't know. I, I hope yeah, Sirpoit. Yeah, Sirpoit. Yeah, something like that. Uh, a Republican from Lee's Summit, similarly creating recall uh, election procedure. Keith uh, Ravenberg, a member of the Brentwood School Board since 1996, described the position during his testimony as local, nonpartisan, uh, masochistic volunteer work. (laughs) He's been with it (laughs) since uh, 19... And it is masochistic. Uh, He's been a school board member since 1996. Is that like a career politician? Sounds like it. How does somebody? That's kind of odd. I don't know what you know what the rules and regulations for tenure 
uh, or uh, you know, the, how long you can be on the school board. They're not paid anything. They can yeah, be on there as long as they want to. We're going to talk about this with Dave Maupin on Friday. Yeah. Because uh-huh. he, he just uh, wrote up a school board meeting, and he was remarking how some of these uh, school board members have been in, in on the school board for decades. Right. And they actually come from a family where his father or grandfather was on the school school board. board. Is that right? So it's a kind of a generation, multi-generation thing. My my dad was on the school board. My granddad was on the school board. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell Mm -hmm. you right now, (laughs) (laughs) you know, establishing. And then you've got like this patriotic music playing under them. I was on the school board. My father was on the school board. My grandfather was on the school board. Uh-huh, and that's a good reason and, you shouldn't be on the and school this board. Is why, and this is why we're doing what we're doing, and this yeah. is how we're going to get things done. Because uh-huh. I have lineage. Yeah. I have kind of a related <laughs> article here. Well, uh, if you let me finish here just real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead and finish. Uh, parents and school officials filed testimony uh, describing typical procedural meetings being overtaken by heated debates on mask mandates and race-related curriculum. As you all have probably seen all throughout the country, it seems that a lot of school boards are not aligned with local community values, said Andrew Wells, of no left turn in education, citing disagreements on masking and transgender issues. Political disagreement in at least one St. Louis area district has led to increased threats from residents and increased police presence and protective measures at meetings. Ongoing issues have also pitted board members against state officials. Attorney General Eric Schmidt, as we know, as of Monday, has announced 45 lawsuits against school districts over masking rules. Meanwhile, schools uh, overrun with COVID cases are struggling to stay open, with 62 having closed for at least one day this month because of the rise in uh, cases. A representative from the Missouri School Boards Association said Monday. Now, school board recalls are possible in 23 states with two bills presented at Tuesday's hearings attempting to make Missouri the 24th. The recall procedure uh, bill would require 10% or 25% of the district uh, electorate to trigger recall procedures. The legislation also limits the number of recalls per member per term to one and stipulates the time period during which a member can be recalled. Uh, Both bills outline the grounds under which a petition uh, to recall can be filed, including lack of a uh, lack of responsiveness to parents' concerns and promotion and implementation of measures that are counterproductive to students' best interests. I wonder, though, if you get recalled and they kick you off the school board, if you can't turn around and run again. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be an interesting question. You'd hope that'd be one of the provisos. You probably shouldn't run again. But but school has become such a battleground. It's no longer a place for kids to go get an education. It's now a battleground for parents, for school boards, for superintendents, for politicians, for all these people to get involved in the education process, which is completely and totally detracting from the students' abilities to learn. But isn't that because they have tried to use the school system to indoctrinate our children Absolutely. into things that, that they shouldn't be That's indoctrinated? Yeah. So, so therefore, I, now that the community and the parents are rising up to, uh, uh, to discuss it and see what's going on, the school boards and the administration now have a problem with that? Oh, you guys weren't involved 20 years ago. Why do you need to be involved now? Well, because you're changing the way we do things. You're not just teaching reading, writing, Going back writing, to the discussion you had with your daughter on Pluto. Yes. Right there. You're changing the definition of, of uh, uh, well, the 
changing the definition of words. So we need to be involved now because it's no longer uh, just teaching, reading, writing, arithmetic. You're now getting into all these other things, and and uh, I don't think yeah. a lot of parents like it. Well, the the traditional role of school boards was to be a cheerleader for the school. I mean, that's really what you went on the school board to be. It was a kind of a figurehead job. You get to vote on kind of mundane things, but generally you're an advocate for the school. And the reason it's changing is, like you say, the school is no, no longer reflects community values. The schools are no longer locally controlled. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. here's an example. It's a story that says America's kids get an internet librarian. It's an organization called NewsGuard, a service that uses trained journalists to rate news and information sites, will become available to millions of public school students this week through a partnership with the American Federation of Teachers. The school union is buying a s subscriptions to NewsGuard, and the teachers are handing out the subscription to their kids so that kids will only be able to go to news sites that are approved by NewsGuard. Uh-huh. Of course. Yeah. So That sounds good. We're, we're looking out for you. Yeah. And the <laughs> school board will have no input into this. It, it runs underneath Around em. the school board. Mm -hmm. It's strictly between the unions and the teachers and the students. So they can start filling the kids' heads with whatever they want to fill their kids' Absolutely. heads with. Absolutely. They won't give them uh, alternate ideas. Isn't it nice? Do, do, we have, do, do we know who any of these trained journalists are? Are they going to be made up of a fair and equal uh, group of journalists who would represent both sides of the argument or just one particular side of the argument? And are we doing something else to our children now completely and, t and totally taking away their opportunity to figure out things for themselves? Yes, we are. As a matter of fact, the, you know, a lot of it is, is an indoctrination into, and it's mostly social issues. You know, I mean, I, I get it when you go to a school versus, let's say, a home school. Um, part of the argument is, well, you'll be more, more socially, uh, you know, you'll be able to deal with social situations better, and, and you're going to be around your friends and these sorts of things. Well, that is exactly what our schools are doing now, is they're more concerned about social aspects and how your children behave in a social atmosphere instead of can you read can you write and can you add subtract do you know why the school the sky is blue or at least why scientists think it is right uh do you understand some history of how things went on in the world or are we going to make sure that alternate lifestyles are are okay with you and you understand those things and that and that oh by the way because you're a particular color you're a horrible human being and you need to start learning that you're part of the problem instead of the solution. And when you look, they look, they've uh, Rockbridge, I think it was Rockbridge School District up around St. Louis. And I, I could have gotten the school district wrong. If I have, I apologize. But the parents went into the local library and they found some materials that were actually quite pornographic. And it generally had to do with. Uh, well, LGBT type of stuff, and then just sexual uh, books of a sexual nature uh, to begin, and, you know, in general. And the student or the parent said, "We need to get this garbage out of our libraries." And the school board voted to keep it in. So uh, here we are. This is why parents are becoming more involved, uh, because again, you know. But it also illustrates somewhat of the futility of it. Because the educational establishment will just work around the school boards. Well, uh, if you think you can mm -hmm. elect new school board members and it's going to fix it all, 
that that's just silly. Well, I don't think it's all silly. I think that uh, you know it's they have not, the opportunity to fix a lot of things. It depends on how heavy-handed and how how uh, how controlling at a local level they want to be. Yeah, as I was reading Dave's, um, I don't want to get ahead of Dave's story, but as I was reading what the school board votes on, it reminded me a lot of being an alderman in Lynn Creek. You know, we'd get to uh, approve the bill from a plumber for $500. Yeah. And none of that had to do with how Lynn Creek philosophically operated. We were just doing busy work. Were you like a buffer, you think, just between the people and the government? Is that what? Is that basically how you view a school board? Is is Because I think sometimes a school board is very instrumental in helping to maybe navigate the people through a particular process. I mean... You have to, I would hope anyway, that most school board uh, members are uh, up to speed on what it is they're dealing with and talking about and the topics. And you, you basically have a school system that you might think of like the Democrat Party. <laughs> and you have a school board that might be a conservative Republican group of five people. Right. And these five people are somehow going to turn the Democratic Party into the Republican Party. It's just not going to happen. Well, yeah, I... They can be a buffer. They can be a. Uh, they can disturb a lot of stuff. They can disrupt, which is why Merritt Garland wants to arrest us. Right. But they can't really change anything. All of this with the uh, internet librarian well, happens under the radar. Well, but teachers th- can say what they want to say. They can recommend what they want to recommend. The school board will never hear it. Well, you say it's under the radar, but I don't know. I think that uh, our school board is becoming a little more aware of what's happening. And I think they, are you saying this because it's the way it's always been, or you know they have no authority? Because it's my understanding they have the authority to approve or disapprove the curriculum the school is using. Now, they'd they have, might have, have to get to, into the... They'd have to know what the curriculum is. Well, they have to get into the weeds and find... In this case, unless they read this article, they wouldn't even know... Don't they have to okay a superintendent if they want that person to uh, fill the, they do. the shoes? They sure. do. And, and certainly not. does the not superintendent ev- ever get to that level of looking at what teachers are talking about in their classrooms? I would hope. You would hope, but <laughs> right now half of the employees in the school district are, are administrative and half are teachers. And somehow or other the administrators never, I, I doubt that they spend a lot of time in each classroom, figuring so, out what th- what's happening. So the administrators, more or less, are, are running the business, they, and they're not really concerned what's going on at the education level. They don't care what the product is. Yeah. I, They've I got a business to run. I would suspect it's a lot like um, when I worked for a corporation. Uh, I worked in the information systems area. I never got around to talking with the customers of the product we sold. Right. Oh, well, yeah, okay. I, I see where and, you're coming and, from. And now. I rarely got to go down in the warehouse and talk with the workers down there. It's kind of like Lee Iacocca doesn't know probably how a dashboard goes into a body of a, of a vehicle. Mm-hmm. He just knows how to sell vehicles. Yeah, and yeah. Okay, I, I get that, but I think that... Uh, I think it's been that way for a long time, and that's part of why we are where we are. But I think the school boards have a much larger, uh, certainly, responsibility, could, if we, not we, the authority to do it. We can root for them, and they can do some systemic things. I think, that, I think at one point their policy was that school board members couldn't talk to teachers. Whose policy was that? that Here was locally? School, that was, yes, that was the school system's policy, and they're trying to change well, but that. But the school board gets to make that policy. They have to be able to make <laughs> if that. If they know it exists, I guess. Well, you'd ha- well okay, so, so well, they're, I they're, mean, they're, no, part, I, they're, they're part-time people. 
Yeah. Uh, you, every once in a while, you have someone like uh, like our current school board president, who's who's uh, a much stronger person. Making it making it a full time position. They're yeah. spending six seven hours together Absol- and, and doing board it, meetings. But you it know. takes that kind of a commitment there without any financial compensation. So and, it and can that's rare. So it can be done though. We'll see. Yeah. Well, and, and and then you look at it from the standpoint of, you know, when parents get riled up about something and they have a school board meeting, they expect the school board to do something about it. Now, uh, is it just basically uh, your school board is there for appeasement? They're, they're not really uh, uh, able to enforce any of the things that they vote on? or You know, I'm thinking of myself, and obviously I didn't work in the public sector. I was in the private sector. Right. And we, we might... I could conceive a possibility where we might have an advisory group from outside of our corporation, and we'd listen to them, and we'd put a smiley face on it, but we certainly wouldn't follow it. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I think that's I, the, I agree with Bill on that one big time. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the difference, though, in a private versus a public uh, outfit, because um, in this public outfit, they are, you know, responsible, and they do have the authority to change things and to make the policy and the rules. Um, they're just maybe uh, have been unwilling in the past or, or, you know, a lot of super. And when you go to these, these uh, uh, school board schools, classes, you know, up at the, they tell you that the superintendent is basically responsible for everything. All mm-hmm. you need to do is sign rubber stamp what it. they want to do exactly. and, and sign. The, so, but that is not actually their job. So if you get people that care about what's going on in their school curriculum and their school system in that school board, they can change the way things happen. They can, they can then make it more of what your locality. Now, their hands are tied in some. You have DESE, you know, here in the state of Missouri. And they're also limited by what's handed to them because they're handed so much busy work. They're, they're going to approve. Uh, you know, I saw in one of the... Uh, School of the Osage things where they had to approve applying for a $10,000 grant and they had to talk about what the grant was and whether they should approve applying for it. It wasn't even an actual expenditure. It was just permission to try to get money. Well, okay, but that's an important thing if that grant was to help figure out how to socially, emotionally learn your children. Mm-hmm. So I want to be involved in that grant process. It, it wasn't and, that. It was but, but I'm saying it could trivial. be. It could be something but very... They, but they had to take a quarter, or a some percentage of their school board meeting to well, talk about it. That's their job. It, it was busy work. Their, it's, well, it's part of their job. I would want to know where the grant money is coming from. $10,000 well, out of a multi-million dollar budget that they don't even have to spend their own money. It's well, kind of like... I guess know. we won't but worry I, about <coughs> that 10000 or the next 10000 or the next 20000 What, I, what I would want to know, yeah. About, right? What I would want to know about something like that are what strings are attached, and Absolutely. and uh, and what are the consequences of us accepting this money? What do we have to do? So while it is considered busy work, I sure as heck just wouldn't want to rubber stamp it and then turn no. around and find out uh, after. We, yeah. We've got to pass it to find out what's in it. Right, you know? exactly. I'm, I'm not arguing that they shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that they're given in so many of those. It's, it's kind of like Lynn Creek Board of Aldermen. They're given so many trivial things to review that they don't have time to think of the philo- philosophical and the philosophical is what's tearing the, the schools mm-hmm. apart. Well, they need to spend a little more time on that then. And, and each one of those grants that you're talking about is, is a, a puzzle piece in the philosophical puzzle. So if you can block that particular piece of the puzzle getting put in there, uh, maybe you disrupt the entire plan. Maybe. 9.30, gentlemen, we'll take a quick break. 
information on the way from Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Also, you want to uh, jump in with some sports, well, check out what Chris Schneider has for us from Lake TV on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 26th. A piece of the Netflix show Ozark will be a permanent fixture at the lake. Alhana Resort and Marina says Ozark's set director has given them the Blue Cat Lodge sign from the show. The Netflix series brought attention to Lake of the Ozarks and Alhana Resort and Marina. The resort that the now iconic Blue Cat Lodge is based on. Ohana said that they accepted the kind offer without a doubt. Photo ops with the sign will be available this summer. Lake of the Ozarks Regional Economic Development Council Awards have been presented and many well-known locals were honored. Ozarks Amphitheater earned Small Business Partner of the Year. Quaker Windows received the Large Business Partner of the Year Award. And George Tucker won Business Person of the Year. Congrats to the winners of this prestigious local award. A new nursing coordinator has been announced for the prestigious Columbia College Lake of the Ozarks nursing program. Columbia College Director and Chair of Nursing Dr. Corinne Floyd has appointed Melissa Pickett for the position. Pickett brings more than 30 years of experience in health care, including 10 years of practice as an advanced practice registered nurse. Pickett said in a press release she's very excited and fortunate to join Columbia College within the community that she resides. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. College hoops last night. The Mizzou Tigers come up short at home, but they gave it a good shot, losing to number one Auburn 55 to 54. Mizzou had an early lead. It was tied at 31 at halftime. Mizzou led by as many as 10 in the first half. They led by one with just a minute 44 to play, but end up losing it by one 55 54. Mizzou falling to 8-11 and 11 on the season now. The MSU Bears have been having a great season, but they got knocked off on the road last night at Indiana State, uh, 76-72 the final. Uh, Bears falling to 15-7. and seven. Uh, They trailed it by a dozen at halftime, couldn't make up the difference, end up losing it by four. So it was a losing night for both Mizzou and the MSU Bears. High school basketball action continues at the 91st annual Eldon Tournament for Eldon Osage Versailles Camdenton playing at the Liberator Tournament in Bolivar this week. The next live high school basketball game on Lake TV Versailles at Osage 
next Friday night, February 4th. Versailles head coach Jason Allison featured on uh, this week's high school basketball coaches show. You can see that on Lake TV at 10, 2, and 6 every day. Former Boston Red Sox slugger David Ortiz, this year's lone inductee into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, and Kurt Schilling were all in their 10th and final year of eligibility in the annual Baseball Writers Balloting. Bonds, Clemens, and Sosa, of course, associated with steroids and performance-enhancing drugs. That's why they have not been getting in. But uh, should be a slim class this year. Just David Ortiz gets the nod to go in the Hall of Fame. Of course, the football playoffs gearing up for this Sunday. It'll be the Chiefs coming off that amazing win over the Bills in overtime. Chiefs will host Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game. That'll kick off Sunday at 2. Chiefs are favored by a touchdown to win. Uh, they are 12-5. and five. Cincinnati is 10-7 and seven on the season. Chiefs are 8-3 and three in day games this year. Of course, this will be a day game on Sunday. Now that's the AFC championship over in the NFC. It'll be the 49ers at the Rams. San Francisco has won both previous meetings this season. They'll be looking to make it three in a row at the Rams. The Rams, if they win, will get to play at home in the upcoming Super Bowl. Remember the Chiefs lost to Tampa Bay, who was playing at home in the Super Bowl last year. Hey, KB's on TV. It's What's Burning with KB Kevin Burns, 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV with five local Lake Area shows. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters, and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize ethical and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Hudson Hollow on the banks of the Little Niangua River in Roach, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com. If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, Contact us right here at 89.3, The Key. It is 9.37, 23 minutes away from uh, 10 o'clock on a, uh, a sunny Wednesday morning. Sunshine and still holding steady at 10 degrees. But hey, we're going to get in and enjoy this wonderful day and this great weather. And it's only going to build off of what we've got going on today. We'll be in the upper 40s by the weekend. We'll have a, a, a day near 60 degrees on Monday. But uh, before we get to all of that, 35 the high today, 27 the low tonight. And then, uh, you know, if you forget if you forget to let the cat in, like... <laughs> like <laughs> They've got fur. Yeah, and... <laughs> he, 
<laughs> he, he uh, I'm, I was looking around for him this morning, and I said, man, God, I hope we didn't leave him outside. It was cold last <laughs> night. And you can tell he, he was hunkered down underneath the Jeep. <laughs> And kind of using one of the tires as a wind, uh, as a windbreak. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, and when I opened the door and I saw him come out from the jeep, I'm like, oh uh-oh. man. Uh-oh. And he and then he gets to the door right to come into the house, uh-huh. and I know he wants to come in, but he dilly dallies around, and he knows I hate that because you got to stand there and all the heat's going out. Uh-huh. And I'm like, get in here. Uh-huh. That's not uh-huh. what I said. It was a little bit more. Yeah, just yeah. Ask the neighbors, right? Uh, sure, right. So he finally comes in, and I shut the door, and he looks up at me. And he basically just did this, <laughs> you know. Right. And for those of you uh, listening, you know what he did. You know what he did. <laughs> you know what he did. He told me I was number one. Yes, exactly. Uh, in in the way cats do that, but uh, he's like, you know. And so then I felt a little bad, so I made sure that he had everything he needed and a little bit more. Sure. And then made him a nice little pallet to sleep in when he was, you know, because I knew he oh. it was cold and everything. But anywho, I'm not going to have to worry about any of that tonight. If he gets left outside tonight, uh, he'll be all right. But if he can handle last night, certainly he'll exactly. <laughs> and we're just and the weather's just getting better. Forty three for the high tomorrow. Thirty three with some clouds on Friday. Sunny and forty nine. Saturday forty eight and sunshine on Sunday. And then, as I said, a high near sixty. Fifty eight on Monday, with plenty of sunshine. That'd be nice. That'd so be for nice. all of those uh, those of you, and and people always say to me, oh, you're, "You're you're wearing shorts? How can you wear shorts in this weather?" I see tons of people wearing shorts. Uh. I got my hair cut yesterday. One of the guys that came in to get his hair cut, he had on shorts. I don't know how y'all do it. I really don't. Well, I mean, I can deal with some cold. I always jokingly say after the divorce, I'm, I'm, I'm dead from the waist down. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, folks. It is a joke. So um, you were talking a little earlier this morning, Ike, about Bitcoin. Yeah, I don't really know anything about it much. I mean, well, let's keep talking about it. Sure, yeah, you know, it. Uh, <laughs> maybe the more we talk about, it, the more we'll learn, right? Um, so I read somewhere that it looks like it might be on its way down, and some people think it's on its way out. Um, you know, to me, I've never really trusted something like this. These ethereal. Uh, you know, things that... Ethereum, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just... uh, What is it? It's mined? Because I guess there are certain transactions that happen on the internet, and there's always a few pennies laying out here, or a dime, or 17 cents, and this mining operation is what goes out and finds those missing few pennies or whatever, and kind of cobbles them together. Now, I don't know... I don't know how that works. It seems to me that if it belongs to somebody, doesn't that belong to somebody... I would think it belongs to somebody before you take it. I don't know. And then once you mine it, how can you then say it's yours? If it was somebody else's and you've now taken it and you're going to sell it on the open market, how can you say it now belongs to somebody else? Um, So I don't know. I I think these things are. The parts that's always put me off is it seems to be mainly a speculation about what the price of Bitcoin is going up to. Yes. I don't like speculative things that especially that have no substance. That's right. Exactly. Now you can hold it in your hand. Yeah, and obviously a lot of people can say that, well, uh, what we use in America, uh, you know, treasury notes is is a fiat currency, and it is. It's not backed by anything except full faith in uh, in the Constitution, full faith of the United States government. Now, you can say that's garbage, too, (laughs) and I I get it, Uh Uh, but um, everything has to be backed up somewhere by something or somebody, and uh, there is at least uh, some backing there, and it's mostly because of our GDP, 
right in America that we can. It's kind of like uh, your credit score. You get a good credit score if you got a decent job. You're right. paying your bills. You get a decent credit score, right? Um, and well, if you've got a good job, you're paying your bills, but you're also you know, buying things like a car yes, or a house comes, yes. or you've got a credit card yes, uh, or an installment loan of some yeah. kind. Yeah. You can show a little bit of uh, credit, wor- credit worthiness by borrowing a little bit, making sure you pay it back. They sh- it shows you're responsible. So then, you know, when it comes down to the American dollar, uh, you know, there is something there backing it up. And it is what and, – and, you know, part of that is the, uh, the mindset of all of this. Look, I have said for a long time that a dollar bill is nothing more than a medium of exchange for your time mm-hmm. because that's the only thing we have on this earth honestly until your last day all we have that is equal is 24 hours in a day that each of us have and what we do in that time is what makes the difference and if you know, when we were an agrarian society, everything that you did all day long was building your house, making your clothes, putting food in your belly, and that was about it, and then surviving from the elements. That's that's what your day consisted of. And today, with, uh, you know, with jobs and the uh, Industrial Revolution, now you use your time to create a product or provide a service, and then that time is exchanged from by a piece of paper currency, okay, and then you take that paper currency that has a value by however we're basing that value, right. you take it down to the next person that, that is also providing some service or a product, and you exchange your time in those form of U.S. dollars and give somebody your time and take the product that they have, which took their time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you break it down like that, that's what it is. Here's what's funny about that, though. You talk about that currency like it's something of substance that you can always see and you can always hold on to. But in some instances, people are paid electronically, and then you turn around and you go out and you spend it, and you don't have it in your hand. You know, you you, you use a card of some type, a credit card, a debit card, whatever, to, to, to get the purchases. I told you the story about my grandma who was never into any of that stuff. She buried her money in her backyard sure. in mason jars. Yeah. And and it was a God's honest truth. She didn't want anything to do with anything she couldn't see and touch. Good for her. And so many people used to be like that. Yeah. And now, again, we're changing the mindset. We're changing the way that people exchange their currency in such a way that they never even actually see it, touch it, mm-hmm. hold it. They go uh, uh, to maybe a, a, an app on their phone it's their their uh, their bank's app, and you look at you see what you have in in terms of numbers, but you don't. It's not like it's all stacked up. You know, you don't yeah. ever see any of it. Yeah. And and so that again is another way that we're changing things. And what people don't understand as we give up more and more of our control on our currency, that allows the government to step in and do things like what the uh, you don't pay your taxes. The IRS freezes your bank account. You can't get anything. Uh, and, and similar to what we talked about with GoFundMe, where these truckers were setting up a GoFundMe page. GoFundMe didn't like it, so they've freezed, they've frozen, they've frozen this money. They can't do anything with it. And, and it's not as much as they've frozen your money. Mm-hmm. They've frozen the process of how you move your money around. Exactly. See, when I've got dollar bills in my pocket... You can't freeze that moving that money around because I can go down to whoever I want to, give them that dollar bill, and now I'm exchanging in commerce. But when I've got it on an electronic card, just like you said, if they wanted to shut down my bank account, that card doesn't mean anything anymore. Not only that, they can track every move you make. And what were we talking about? What was it, the IRS 
any purchase of like six hundred dollars or more, they're going to start tracking. They're going to start tracking all that stuff. So before, you know, before you could go down and get your cigarettes and your beer and your soda and whatever, and and you know, a bag of weed, <laughs> and give them cash, <laughs> and they don't know what any of that's for. They don't have any any transaction now. Uh, you know, you do all that stuff, and and they know every move you make, when you did it, where you did it. Uh, what time you did it, yeah. and and you know then they can start getting in, and like I said, we've given so much control, and, and people again, people don't give that a second thought. That's just commonplace these days, and, and so you know, or people that not only can control your accounts, but people who can hack into your accounts and take your money away from you, and then you have to go through the whole process of tracking it down. When did it happen? Why did it happen? It it, it causes so many. Uh, issues and problems in your life, and then you say, "Well, you know, okay, um, I, I'll go right back to doing it again." You know, I change my username and my password, and let's say the bank is able to uh, find out what happened. I get all my money back. You know, uh, everything's okay, everything's fine. But what's to say it's not going to happen again yeah, and again? And and, and, a, and a bigger issue. You mentioned it about uh, they know that you went and bought this and you bought that, and information is the key to any battle that you're ever in is information mm-hmm. and in this battle that we are now for your dollars you know you were mentioning earlier about shoes popping up on your feed and i had brought up that i have never went out and sought any diabetes products uh-huh. but for some reason diabetes commercials are showing up on my feed mm-hmm. on my facebook feed or whatever you know and i'm like how in the world do they even did I use that word some? Did I maybe say, hey, I've been diagnosed with diabetes now in one little comment or something, and now they've taken that bit of information and they've, 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 they've tailored that to how, how to market to me now? And, and not only that, they can be as specific as saying, okay, uh, you visit certain websites, and let's say, for example, uh, I like to look at some of the prepper websites that are out there. So now I get something that says prepper supplies in Jefferson City, or you go. Pepper, su- Pepper Supplies is close to Springfield, uh-huh, Missouri. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the guy that we used to have on, the computer expert uh, on KRMS, always talked about watching that sort of thing. Watch where you go, watch what you do, because they're monitoring every move you make. You Everything. might think that you're getting away with something, but somebody's watching you somehow. Absolutely. And, you know, you get... I had a big uh, a deal a couple of years ago with a phone scam. Some guy called me and said that somebody used my credit card number to buy a phone through AT&T, and he wanted all this information and everything. I said, well, <clears throat> let me call my bank, and I'll get back to you. <clears throat> so I did a, a little checking on the numbers, and I had some help from somebody who knows uh, you know, how to trace numbers and stuff like that. So this number that this guy called from, we did a little looking around, look-see, and we were able to get back to this guy, and it turned out when he answered the phone, he said, "Well, he wasn't with the he wasn't with AT and T like he originally said. This time he was with Verizon." Huh. And I said, "Well, last time I talked to you, you were with AT and T. Click." And yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you know, when when you when they're using this information for marketing, uh, and I mean that's just another form of manipulation, isn't it? Marketing is to manipulate you into buying something to voluntarily part with your time in these dollars, right? But the government, because let's look at the census real quick. The census should record how many people are in your house. That's it. Mm-hmm. How many people live there? Period. Not your sex, not your race, how many. 
How many? That's it. How many? That's it. That's all there is. And uh, then they put all these other things on there. Well, their argument is, and I brought this up uh, during a little meeting several years ago, but uh, they wanted to know, you know, what you're doing and this sort of thing and that sort of thing. And this gal that was presenting it said, well, that gives the government then the opportunity to know where your tax dollars should go and what this community needs and what that community needs. Well, in reality, that's none of your business. And it's nothing for you as a government to be doing. The only reason we have a census is so that they can figure out the congressional districts and how to vote. That's what it's there for. It's not to figure out how to use your dollars in one reason or another. The census exists so they can figure out voting districts. So that's why... It's in the Constitution. That's why when you don't answer your census and then they send you multiple letters telling you you have to, or <laughs> you, you, you could find yourself in, in uh, cahoots with the government, then they start sending people by your house to knock on the door. And, you know, you don't answer your door. And I will tell you that several years ago that happened, and I didn't fill out the census. I didn't fill it out at all. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting, you know, these letters that said, if you don't, well, they can do this, and they can do this, and they can do this. Well, they can't. No, I can't do nothing. And then people started coming over and knocking on the door to my house, and I wouldn't answer the door. Nothing ever happened. So no. what? Yeah, it's, not, it's not going to. There's no. And they try to intimidate you like everything else, sure. you know. And they need to know that. They need to know that so that they can figure out where to send your dollars, how to it's, how to manipulate a community into. It's kind of like Bill's argument a little earlier about you know when we're when we're filling out uh, these Nielsen ratings or however they sometimes they used to do the books years ago, and now they can just hook it up to your TV electronically and see what you watch and how you watch it. Mm-hmm. But that's that's kind of like you know. Uh, why does my sentence matter? Why does why, why does what information I have teeter on you know a decision going one way or the other? Right. Well, the only reason again is the numbers, so that they can figure out the congressional districts and whatnot. Yeah. All of that rest of that information yeah. is, is pure what's, garbage. What's sad about that is there's currently a big argument between whether it should be seven to one Republican versus Democrat, six to <laughs> six to two, or now it's even five to three is what the Senate came up with. Oh my gosh! Uh, but I. I um, never indicate on the census that I'm a Republican. No, right? Right. So does that harm the the mix? Because that artificially lowers the number of Republicans. You've thrown a wrench into the works, Bill. Thanks for that. I think I've messed up. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Bill. I think I messed up. You talked to something real world here. I I just can never stand to call myself a Republican because they've betrayed us so many times. Well, how do they know just by voting who's a Republican or a Democrat? Because when you pick a particular ballot in a primary, it's not recorded anywhere whether you picked a Republican or a Democrat ballot. It's just they can tell how many Republican or Democrat ballots were chosen. They don't know who did it, but they, they can, can tell, tell in a district that how many there were. So if you have a district that drew or an area that drew 10,000 Republican ballots and 5,000 Democrat ballots during a primary, uh-huh. then you know you have a pretty good ratio of, de- of Republicans, at least say they're Republicans living in that district. Because I'm, I'm with you a little bit. How can you say it's a seven to one map? Nobody's voted yet. Right. How can you say it's an eight to two map? Well, now I, I really think they shouldn't even care about how these those people vote. They should try to keep counties contiguous based on the number of voters available. I, I agree with that. It should just be all about the numbers. It should because we matter. don't want to perpetuate that bipartisan thing. No, right. It should just be solely the numbers because you can. I think you could easily argue when you look at the state of Missouri at at least the House and the Senate makeup in the state of Missouri. 
at a minimum, if there if you have eight congressional delegates going to the to Washington D.C., you would think it was, should be a seven to one, or maybe even an eight to zero. Well, one of our guests came on and said we are two thirds Republican, and that would make it much more like a six to two. All right, well, that's what we have now, and that. That makes a little bit of sense. Right, yeah. That I, makes I a little bit of sense. I don't know why they're coming from to say we should be 7 to 1. That seems extreme. And 5 to 3 is marginally low, but it's not that far out either. No. So uh, it's a little arbitrary, but it's an important thing. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. It'll wind up being a big deal. Add to that something we talked about yesterday, <clears throat> or I think it might have been on Monday. The, the, the fact that, and, and this is such a, this is such another one of those epiphanies that somebody needs to realize and understand. Uh, you don't, they're, they're trying to get to a point where you don't need an ID to vote, right? That's what they want to do. And on the other hand, you do need an ID to get your COVID shot. <laughs> or prove that you had it, yeah. Exactly, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, again, this is, an, and, and what is the argument for not having an ID to vote? Do you know what the argument is? That some people can't afford, can't afford to, go to get an ID. <laughs> it, okay? cost, it costs nothing but to them. But all the all of a sudden that all goes away when it's time to get the jab. <clears throat> that all goes right out the door, and in, in, in they're they're targeting low income and in, in particular blacks, saying that you know it's discriminating against these people to make them have some form of identification. Now, I don't care what level you are, low income, middle income, you know you're on the high end of things. I would think. That at some point, you would be able to for be able to uh, uh, an affo- afford uh, an ID. I would think that that would be like a no-brainer, especially when you have to have it for so many other things. Don't and you have to have it to drive? To to, to 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 rent a motel room, you have to have one. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Flying so plane, so no anyway, anyway, the point is is I would feel <clears throat> like you're insulting me. By saying I can't afford an ID, and and again, targeting blacks, trying yeah. to make blacks feel like you know the whole world is picking on them. But I would say, <clears throat> in a lot of cases, I think blacks are much smarter than that. Obviously, much smarter than that to 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 fall into that trap. But yet they do it. They use that, and and people buy into it because we're all so focused on racism. We're all so focused on how. You know, if if we're white, Caucasian, our goal is to keep everybody else down. Well, guess what, folks? If you look around, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. It, it's been the greatest tool to divide human beings since pretty much one of the greatest tools to divide human beings since about the dawn of time. You know, this country wants to invade that country just because they're that country. Right. Or they're that type of people. Uh, They're not our type of people, so we're going to go take them out. And I think it's very disingenuous and quite uh, um, disrespectful to to any sect of a group of folks that, that, oh, you're not smart enough to go get your ID. You know, or you can't get some, because they don't cost anything. it's, It's not even a monetary thing. If you can walk down to your DMV in the state of Missouri, you can get an ID. Right. And it doesn't cost you a penny, I don't believe. I don't believe a state ID for that purpose costs anything. So it, it's, uh, or if it does, you might have to put out a, a dollar in front and then it'll come back. Anyhow, it, it, it's still, it, it is, it's, uh, 
it's very demeaning to me to think that you don't have the intelligence or the ability to go get that idea. Absolutely. Therefore, we're not going to require you to have one. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and crazy. I will say it, 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 it doesn't just have to... It doesn't have to be a black thing. It could be a white thing. It could just be a, well, a low-income thing, that low-income people can't afford IDs. They're paving the way for non-citizens to vote. That is what the real pavement well, there is. That's, is. that's absolutely it. Yeah, because if you're not a citizen, you can't go get a regular ID. You know, you, you have to have something different in most states. I don't need my ID to vote, but I need my ID to get my COVID shot. Yeah, it's just crazy. So then they should let those, they should let those people uh, that don't have IDs not have to worry about getting a COVID shot then, you know? Good why, argument to me. Why is it so important if, you know, if, yeah, we, I, if I don't need my ID to vote, why do I need my ID for a COVID shot? Well, because it, it turns into a health issue. Well, and it's safety under the guise yeah, of safety you go. yet again. Yeah, we've got to be able to, tr- we've got to know who you are. We've got to know that you've, you've been got, given the shot so we need to know it's really you so we can put you in a database. I, uh, <laughs> I wanted to give a, a plug out to uh, some folks that make some mean Pecan brittle. Today is National Peanut Brittle Day. Pecan brittle. Pecan brittle. I've never had. Vicky pecan Wood and her brittle. husband make pecan brittle. Uh, I got a sample of it back uh, last year when we did the food truck uh, event out sure. in uh, in Lori. Yeah. And I'd never had pecan brittle, but it is some of the best pecan brittle you will ever taste in your so. entire life. I like the pico. <clears throat> Huh? I like the pico flake. The pico flake is good too, yes, but this pecan is. brittle. I've never just, had pecan brittle. It just, just been blew me away. It was oh, like. Darn. I wonder how this And you taste. didn't bring a sample for everybody? You're going to talk about that, but didn't bring a sample. Get your own. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh self-sufficiency. Is that what you're trying to promote here? <laughs> I got a sample, and so I, uh, I ate my sample, and I didn't really have enough to go around. But that was so, yeah, that was okay. so nice of them to give us a little sample when we were out there. We were filming something for Lake TV, which, uh, by the way, if I can get a quick plug in, we're in the studio today with Shane Avishan. We're going to be talking about uh, Share the Harvest Food Pantry and their thrift store. More importantly, what food pantries uh, are facing this time of year and what the numbers are like overall with inflation and everything else. Uh, you know, these folks uh, do what they can with what they have to provide food and other assistance to people 